beautiful. There we go. All right, we're back. We got a fun one today. Yes, sir. I'm so excited, actually. You want to? That's frozen again. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I don't know what it's doing today. It's okay. being super weird. You want to, so, I guess, uh, dive into what the episode is going to be? Yes. So about this week. we have a fun one here. Um, we've talked in depth about <clears throat> having guests on the podcast. Now that we are getting clips out, which shout out to me and you. I mean, we're getting clips out. Clips are doing good. I mean, honestly, um, shout out to you. You're the one that kind of kicked our asses a little bit. Well, you I were was like, like, you know what? We got to get this underway. So it's about it, time. Uh, funny enough, Seth told me we talked today on the phone and it's actually our one year anniversary of starting the podcast which is pretty cool isn't that insane it doesn't feel like it at all i mean i know we're like what almost 40 episodes it's not bad it's not bad dude so uh yeah so it took a year but we're pumping out clips we got the cameras rolling got the lighting figured out we thought we had the recording figured out so hopefully this is recording um (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting one. We got uh, my good friend Jordan Diab. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a custom sneaker maker. He's made some crazy cool customs. I actually found him because he made Happy Life Woods uh, Complex Con sneakers last year at Complex Con when they had a booth there, and I was good friends with them. And I was like, man, these are some good customs. And you can kind of tell when they're really good quality. Uh, they're tight lace. There's no glue marks. Like the toe box mm. shape is kind of the biggest giveaway because um, new customizers. That's kind of the last part is doing the toe box and the shaping's perfect. Good materials. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna follow this guy. And so I've been following him for I don't know roughly a year now, um, and just big fan of his stuff. He's done uh, one notable thing that he did a little bit ago was he made some custom. Uh, Jordan won Lowe's for the Nelk crew, Full Send, um, and Steve will do it. And they were actually ringside at UFC. And the guy who won, I can't remember who won, but he did a shoey out of Jordan's um, custom. Yo, that was, what? Uh, I didn't even know that. That's so cool. And it was cool. in the Nelk video, and it was a big deal, and it got a ton of press. And Dana White reposted like huge deal. Um, and so he's done that. He's done um, – he helps a lot of other customizers with – other projects which i think one of them was a vest for drake for uh his tour that he's currently on so he's done some pretty cool projects we are gonna have him on the pod here in a little bit but we just wanted to do a little catch up talk news and then we'll dive into that at the end with kind of a cool announcement at the end too so uh, let's let's get underway what have you been up to man oh man this past week was actually it was very eventful it was uh where do we even start uh so i finally got an invitation to an adidas press event and it was it it was one of those things that like the whole time you're there you're just constantly thinking to yourself how the hell am i here (laughs) it's like what is going on so for those of you that i guess aren't up to date on all the sneaker news uh anthony edwards had I think it's his name. Honestly, you know what's it the is. craziest thing? I had no idea who he was. I also really? didn't even know what the event was until I think 24 hours before the event. So That's funny. Adidas reached out and they were like, hey, this event's in Atlanta. We know you're based in Atlanta. We would love to have you come out. And I was like, cool. What's the details for the event? Like no response, nothing. <laughs> 
the morning of, I woke up and it was like five in the morning. And I was just like, I'm just going to send him an email. I, I don't even know if I'm still going to this event. I haven't yeah. got an invite, nothing. So I sent him an email. They got back to me like 30 minutes later and they're like, here is all the event info. It is the press release essentially for the AE1, which is his signature shoe. It yep. looks really sick. Actually, I didn't know what to expect. It's a solid signature shoe, which he deserves. So He's a Minnesota excited. guy, so I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. He's a stud. So yeah, dude, I'm. Oh, I have to buy it now because I'm like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah. well, the it's first one of those shoes. shoe. Like, we talk about that where you have a story connected to shoes, and it kind of makes the whole thing better. And that's yeah, it's a milestone just shoe to have dude. them. Yes, I'm, I was telling Anna that today. I was like, I have to buy it. So. Oh, whenever yeah. it drops i think it releases later this year so pick it up put it on the shelf display it take some cool photos very excited but just the whole time i was there man it was i was <laughs> it was weird like they told everybody to get there i think it started at three i was i kid you not like the third person to show up because of <laughs> course i'm like super excited to get there and i just like paced around the whole time no one was showing up and i was like <laughs> Where's everybody at? Is anyone going to be here? They had a sick, like, three stripes kind of backdrop on this stage. And it, it just the whole thing was cool. They had a Lamborghini Huracan, or not a Huracan, a Urus that was all wrapped mm -hmm. in Adidas and his logo. And I was like, that. this is so cool. And I was just sitting there trying to figure out what to do before people showed up. I ate some food. They had, like, all of his favorite foods from atlanta catering which was awesome That's cool. and i was just sitting there eating i guess an early dinner waiting for people to show up and i look up and i lock eyes with brendan dunn who if you don't know he's one of the co-hosts of the complex sneakers podcast and full Biggest size run podcast there is yeah in in the whole thing he is the sneaker podcast mm -hmm. and we just like lock eyes i knew who he was i didn't think he knew who i was and we just like looked at each other he like kind of looked away but also looked back again and i was like brendan dunn he was like yeah what's up and i was like hey man i'm sorry i'm just huge fan i've been listening <laughs> to you guys for years like that's it. I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And he's like, I've seen you before, though, right? And I was like, well, I mean, I make, you know, sneaker content online. You guys actually have reposted or, like, showcased some of my photos on the podcast, like, you know, the Union ones and a few others. And he was like, oh, that's awesome, dude. I really hope, you know, we didn't bash you too much for anything. And I was like, no, no, no. It's been it's all it's been all love. It's been all love, but we chopped it up for a little bit, which was just super cool. Uh, shout out Brendan. He gave me the follow back too, and we DM'd a little hey, bit after, go. so I was like, let's go. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I did tell him, and I probably shouldn't, but I was like, so when are you going to retire, my man? I was like, there can only be, there can only be one mustache man in the <laughs> industry. There can't, there's not room enough for two of us. And he was like, man, if I could retire... I would, but hopefully one day. And I was like, hey, me and Charlie are gunning for you, dude. The second you and Welty bolt, we are Complex Sneakers Podcast. And he was like, hey, one day, you never know, dude. So <laughs> it, it was it was really cool to meet him just because I've been a fan for years. Um, met up with Dez from Nice Kicks, Kevin from BR Kicks, some 
homies that I've been friends with for a while online, but just never just met in person. In California, like a week ago. That's funny. He's I know. The map. I know. And that's one of the reasons I was bummed I couldn't go too. I was like, oh, all the boys, all yeah. the boys are going to be there. But yeah, dude, it was, it was just a crazy event. Got to see the shoes in person, which was cool. Uh, Anthony's brother performed. He's actually a rapper, so it was cool. And then the surprise performance by Lil Baby. And, of course, Crazy. I was geeking because I saw him. I think anybody would at, like, a private Lil Baby oh, concert. That's, that's it, it was insane. And I saw him the week prior. So I was just <laughs> like, yes, more, more, more. Let's go. Into him, yeah. Dude, and I was front row the whole time oh, screaming every word and <laughs> of course des and kevin were just looking at me like this kid and i was just going hard and of course if if you saw my stories got to meet little baby too which was awesome got a photo i had to take a photo i know it's cringe but ah. it, it was super cool man it's only I, cringe if you think it's cringe the whole thing the whole thing was i just felt super blessed the whole time i was there i was like there's no way if you would have told me three years ago two years ago that i would be at this i'd be like no nah, no nah, that would never happen that's pretty but, cool yeah, i'm happy dude. for so you that, it's about that time. was a blast yeah you're telling me thank you much appreciated <laughs> uh aside from that went to the polestar three reveal event that was in atlanta that was really was cool, cool. Got i watched to... will's video on that it looked cool. dude his video was so cool so much better his event was so much better because his was like the grand oh reveal. I, did. I thought they were the same event see i thought it was going to be two but there wasn't really like any details about the event you just kind of signed up they had it was all catered free drinks free food you got That's to sit cool. in the car test like you know touch all the buttons and feel yeah. it out. Uh, it was cool. It wasn't as cool as Will's event. So I didn't get to ride in the boat <laughs> or anything <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> but it was still cool to see. Um, yeah, that's really about it. Nothing nothing like too, too crazy with the week. But uh, what about you? Anything cool going on? Uh, I was driving some slingshots today, working, um, getting some that's cool. footage for that. Um, it's always fun to do. So I've always wanted to drive one of those. Every time we go on a vacation, I always want to rent one because they're all over Atlanta. Next time you come to Minnesota, I can just get you a free rental and we can go up north and rip them around Mm. and go do the ATVs and all that and stuff. That's what I like to hear. Um, we'll get you back at some point. Um, for sure. But yeah, I was just doing that today. Uh, grinding the content. There's kind of catching up a little bit. I, I got to make a move on selling shoes. It's getting out of hand. The closet, I can't put anything in there really anymore. I'm yeah. I'm almost to the door stacked to the ceiling, like two, three rows deep, like <laughs> 20 pairs high. So it's, oh, I, I got to do something about it. Um, plus, I have about a shelfer in here. Like there's just too many. It's kind of cluttering. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to dump them all. So it's just kind of figuring that out. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, I got uh, got the new phone. I know you did too. I actually. Uh, so, uh, did you pre-order the iPhone? I did. Yeah. Okay. So I did the same, and I remember walking in. It was a super long line. I was like, "Oh boy!" Like, I've never gotten a phone on launch day. I was like, "This is like we needed a new one." Abby and I, now that we're married, we got our own phone plan, which is a whole nother deal. Um, yeah. And so it's just been kind of a 
once you get married, it's like you have to do all these things and like combine your lives, get yeah insurance together, get now we got pet insurance and we have to get shots for the dog and we got a got a car now we have car insurance and we have renter like there's all these different things phone plan like finances budget like how are we gonna retire that's what someday? I dread. so that's it, what I dread. Uh, thankfully she's been awesome with all of it she is uh, takes the head lead on a lot of it because she's just smarter than me on a lot of it and she's finance degree and like in that world so all the finances Same and stuff page. she kind of handles uh, what was that. Same page. She's yep. way smarter than me. Yeah. I'm no, just I, like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> women are smarter, I guess. It's just what it is. It's true. Um, and uh, so, yeah. And then we got a free line with T-Mobile. Like, they only do, like, two lines. You get a free one or whatever. So I oh, nice. got a uh, one of those uh, product red iPhone SEs for, like, 200 mm-hmm. bucks. We have an extra line so I can enter more sneaker raffles. So that's kind You're of insane. a... That's kind so of fun, funny. but yeah, it's it's been a pretty mellow week, I guess. Um, yeah, I like it. What are your th- okay? So, what are your thoughts on the new iPhone? We've had it for about, I'm sure, the same amount of time. If if I if we didn't need a new phone, I wouldn't have gotten it. The only thing that's it's nice, but it's kind of a pain in the ass is the USB C, because um, now Abby has a Lightning phone. Lightning cable and I have USB C, so now we need two cables everywhere, which is a pain. Um, That's true, I guess. Fresher batteries, nicer. The titanium doesn't really do anything because I have a case on. Um, I don't have any overheating problems on this one. I it doesn't sound like it's getting a lot of good press. The backs are breaking. They're overheating. Like, dude, that's what I'm so scared of now. I'm just like, oh. which did you get the Pro or the Pro Max? The Pro. I'm okay. a small so that's dude. what I did like, too. If which... I had a Pro Max, like it's just I, I had overkill. The, the 12 Pro Max and it was too big, and I was like, couldn't fit in the golf bag. Like I was like, yeah, this is I couldn't even fit that in my pocket, dude. No, like, so what, what am I got rid do? of that? But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, what about you? I mean, the camera's like the same. Too. I mean, well, for me personally, like I had the 12 Pro camera was fine. Yeah, this see, camera. That's a more so of an upgrade from the 14. Like I. Yeah, I didn't need dude. to upgrade for three, four years, but we were getting our own phone plan. Mine was already paid off, so it's like, all right, yeah. let's get another one. And dude, I, I don't know. For me, all in all, I love it. Just now, I'm terrified of cracking the back. But yeah. just the videos I got from the Adidas event, like of all the performers and everything. Oh my god, <laughs> it looks so good, especially being like that close to little baby and aunt while they were like up there doing their thing. I was like, Oh man, why, like why would I even bring my actual camera to this? And that no, makes I, just my life it. easier, especially no, when I'm doing like nice. mall videos and whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like I don't have to be thinking in the back of my head the whole time. Oh, well, if I could just bring my camera, this would be so much better. Like I, to me, it looks crispy. So yeah. no, I get it. We'll see outside of that. It's fine. It's fine. But fair enough. Should we talk some it news? It is here? what it is. Yeah, dude, let's talk some news. I uh so this first one is the first one on the list, I'm assuming you have it up there. But can we talk about what I think is probably the best Air Force One to release this year? This one is I think it's called the Air Force One Grain. Have you seen these yet? Uh, do they have a blue black back tab? 
They do. I have not. No, pulling it up now. I'm waiting for it, too. I didn't. Uh, that was the one tab I didn't have pulled up. It's <laughs> so funny. Let's see. Yes, dude. I don't know what it is. I think this is probably the best Air Force One to me that I've seen in a long time. I'm also not the that. I'm not the biggest Air Force One fan altogether, but just that like almost crepe looking outsole, the premium suede and that nice royal blue hit on the heel. I think it's sick. They did already drop and I didn't go for yep. them. So you know, but I don't know. I, think I like it's the so outsole. Cool. The outsole is cool. The material looks like it would be a nightmare to clean. A hundred percent. I love that old school Nike text on the back. Yeah, uh, yeah that outsole would get really dirty. The one thing I do like about these yes. that remind me of the Ambush Air Force Ones, which I think is the best Air Force One of all time. Uh, the toe box is a little flatter than regular Air Forces, and you can definitely okay. tell it on the Ambush where it's yeah. a little bit more shallow. Um, which it looks like these have that too, and I love that shape. You can see it's more of like a pointed instead of like a boom, boom. Yeah. So I never realized that. I mean, I, I'm not one to really go after Air Force Ones, but that hmm? you I like would, that. You would like the Ambush, the sail pair. You would like them mm -hmm. a lot. They're, I wore them today, and they're like the material on it. The, they don't wear in very easily, and the, the toe box shape's really nice. So yeah, they're cool. I don't know. I might start buying Air Force Ones here pretty soon, you know? I mean, sneaky slope. <laughs> you never know. All right. What? I think they just released, though. They dropped like two days ago or something like that. It uh, looks like they. This article is from 2000 or uh, July 1st. Huh. I think they just released. Yep. Sounds right. Not bad. All right. What's the next one on the list? What we got? Jordan 5 plaids. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so I am... this is the first time I'm seeing these. These are the Jordan 5 plaids. Uh -huh. um, I, I don't really have any words for it. They're I, Honestly, I think they're pretty cool. I like them. Really? I do. I, I That's think... I'm a big fan of Volkswagen Golfs with the plaid seating in like okay. 2015 to 2018, 2019. They, you could get plaid seating in Volkswagen Golfs, and it looked like this red or this gray. I think plaid's kind of underrated. It's kind of cringy, but it's kind of not. The only thing I don't like is yeah. this orange accent here. I wish. That's like the weirdest part. Yeah, I mean, you could paint it, but I wish it was white or clear or maybe even plaid i don't know that kind of throws it off and the laces do too but laces yeah. you can swap out so what do you think i think this is probably like the ugliest jordan 5 i've ever seen luckily <laughs> luckily it is in kid sizing so i don't have to worry about it but i don't know <laughs> it's I don't just know what it's just wear crazy these looking that's the exactly problem. like there would be a really good display shelf piece like J Balvin ones or I don't know any other crazy like even clot what the dunks like crazy material crazy True. stuff like I don't know what you would wear these with that would look not just massive and outrageous looking 
And especially for a kid's shoe. Like, what is a kid going to wear with this? Kids can kind of pull anything off. I feel like you can kind of slap anything on for an outfit. Like, when I was a kid, I was rocking, like, Zigtecs that were orange and blue, and I would wear them mm-hmm. every day. Like, I don't know. At that point, yeah, that's a good I feel like You're if right. it's, like, a 40-year-old guy, like, with, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you would wear these with, but... It's one of those. They're interesting. Hard pass. Yeah. Easy what pass. we got next? Are we talking the New Balance C-Notes? Who's your own new, my man? <laughs> oh, my God. I was so excited. So we had, we had leaks that this shoe was going to come out probably like a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I got my hopes up because 100% this is the shoe that got me into New Balance back in 2012, 2013. And I never got them because it was super limited and just a difficult shoe to get. But today, Dion Point, who, if you don't know, he's the creative director for Concepts, posted a photo on his Instagram, the one you're seeing on the screen right now. And just the caption was dot, dot, dot. And that really upset me. I was like, what? what? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me we are getting this shoe. Because it's very rare that I see a sneaker and instantly I'm just like, I will pay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the resale price is. I will pay for it if I don't hit it for retail. But. I'm just so excited for this shoe. What do you think about these? Would you ever wear these? Do you think they're cool? <laughs> I think the box is cool. I think the materials are cool. Yeah. I've never been a fan of this silhouette. Just the model doesn't fit very right. Like That's fair. It's not as dad shoey as like a 2002R. It's more of like a sports New Balance in my mind at least. So I, they yeah. don't fit me as well. I don't like the. They're kind of like a 991 um, like mm-hmm. look and feel to them. The box is cool. Materials are cool. I love the history you got with them. So I just need it. I'm Please. here for them because you're here for them. So exactly. Please release them. Please do not make them super limited. And if you're listening, Dion Point, just 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 throw your boy a pair. I'd really appreciate it. That's all I have to say on those. But uh, um. I think Next that up. this is the uh this might be the new Air Force One. The Yeah, uh, you think? The New Balance five fifty in the red and white. We're already seeing one size sold out. Uh I have a lot to add about this. So Taylor Swift went to a Chiefs game. They announced her basically dating Travis Kelsey at the time of the game. She was in the stands. We were watching the game live. I was like, okay, like this is legit. It's been kind of rumors. Like I'm not a big mm-hmm. Swifty or anything, but I like Kelsey and their podcasts. And um, the biggest, maybe the biggest takeaway from that in the sneaker world was I think Taylor Swift is the female version of Travis Scott. And Abby told me this and I was like, this might be true because like Travis Scott, back when he was going crazy, like anything he would wear would shoot up in price. 550s 100%. are in stock everywhere. It's a red and white colorway. It's a GR. After the game, she was seen walking out of the tunnel wearing these, and she was taking a photo in the, the booth with the, the Kelsey family at the game, and she was wearing these. And then Champ Sports posted, we have these in stock. Foot Locker posted, 
hey, 550s, like, come get them, and then nice kicks. And everyone started posting about them. A little bit of a stretch, but it's Taylor Swift. Nobody's bigger right now in my mind. Big news. It was a big day. Travis Kelsey, I don't know, 550s, new wave. It's crazy. You know what we did? You know what I did last night? <laughs> what? Me and Anna went to Cumberland Mall down the street, and we were hunting for a pair of 550s. <laughs> Well, we were looking for this pair. Obviously, nowhere had this exact colorway in stock. We got one that was well, very similar. We, yeah, you know, we could, but I wanted to make a video out of it. So, you know, Fair enough. Just following her around, we'll see if I can get to editing it. We actually got that one on the far left, the brick reds. Let's there see. Go. I want to see if there was any recent like. New reviews and everything not yeah <laughs> um, they should have taylor swift's photo in the product photos like that's all they, they need to do to sell it taylor but swift it was it was just insane like the amount of people that were posting about it and even on new balance's website it was like this is a hot item right now and i was like they knew they knew. i feel like it was kind of artificial but not at the same time i don't know because i mean if you think about it like all these company that i think they have people that reach out to like different celebrities to try and get them to endorse the product or like hey where are these so i'm it's one of those i can just never tell if she just bought the shoe like a year ago and was like i'm gonna wear these today because it matches the chiefs or if new definitely Balance was like you know i just i don't know man i don't know but i don't know now we're fine that was the push the 550 needed it's could crazy definitely could have been so uh yeah that's the news here for today we're running out of time here jordan's about to hop on so uh stay tuned good we got a really fun interview coming a creative genius himself he has just joined so uh let's make it happen what's up jordan how's it going can you guys hear me okay yes perfect perfect that, that was like insane timing i was literally I figured we'd end the podcast and do another recording here um, and uh, just do it. But then you hopped in like right as I was like, <laughs> really? After My ears were burning. It was like scary, perfect timing. There we actually. go. Yeah. I love it. We're just insane. So how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. So, and, uh, sorry, go on. No, you go for it. Well, I was just going to say, I wanted to formally introduce myself. I know, Charlie, you and I have spoken a little bit. Uh, you know, We've had a couple of FaceTimes, but I just wanted to introduce myself to uh, Seth. So it's very nice to meet you. Yeah, dude, it's a pleasure. Huge fan of what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm excited Absolutely, to be here. Dude. Have you guys chatted at all, just in the no. DMs or anything? No, not really. Uh-uh. Sweet. Seth, you're in for a surprise. This will be uh, like a true, like authentic kind of meetup. It's the best go. way to do it, though. Totally. Outside kind of, of uh, in person. I was, I was hyping you up to him a little bit as the intro, talking about some shoes you've made and kind of the quality of what we talked about even on FaceTime and kind of why I found you is just you can tell on customs when there's quality and love put into them, and that's what drew me to yours because I've done wear tests on customs. I have customs made for me. Like I'm a huge fan of customs and stuff. So I really appreciate that, man. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, so let's uh, let's dive in. Um, let's just get it started. Let's go back to the beginning of uh, kind of your sneaker journey. You could even go back to 
I don't know, high school, college, I, you can go back to whenever you want to start. But um, yeah. both Seth and I have different stories of sneakers. Seth's been into shoes since he was skating as a kid. I kind of recently got into them because I just got out of college and can, kind of start affording stuff now. Um, and so we both have different stories. We both find it pretty interesting to hear people's sneaker stories and just kind of your story in general. So if you want to take us back to kind of when you started first collecting or getting aware of the sneaker scene and let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been a huge uh, basketball fan, Michael Jordan fan, but I kind of was on the, my dad is, is very fanatical about Michael Jordan. Um, so that yes. kind of made me explore Michael as when I got older, kind of after his wizard days, um, right after his wizard days, I should say. But then I ended up getting my first pair of sneakers like used on eBay um, I think I was a sophomore in high school. They were the white and baby blue patent leather one mids. <clears throat> and that was my nice. first shoe. And I really, really loved them. And then um, I think I can't really, it, my, my memory's a little fuzzy, but I, I ended up buying a pair of Flint 13s off of eBay as well. That was kind of the only place you could shop. So um, what year when was I was younger? Roughly? Well, that's, this is like, oh, six, oh, seven. Okay. So what well, I would have, I would have thought I would have been buying the 2005 Flints, right? But <clears throat> little did I know I, I bought a fake pair and I had no clue that fakes were even like a thing that, that wasn't even yeah. a concept that even made that sense to me too, when I was a kid. Crazy. Yeah, dude. And they were like, not as good as they are now. But I was so early on too. They weren't, I remember them, they weren't horrible, but I, I just, uh, someone ended up calling me out at school and I remember just feeling super embarrassed and kind of um, <laughs> thinking like, stop, don't, nobody does, nobody should be doing that, by the way. We gotta, we gotta end that. But um, <laughs> it's all over. But, um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, I have to like learn so that way I don't make the mistake next time. And um, I just got very, very uh, down a rabbit hole, I guess, and just went crazy. Um, and that really started it for me. I, I really put all of my energy into that, like as a as a hobby and, and I guess as a collector at that point. So I just started doing anything I possibly could to try to earn money to buy sneakers and kind of build up a collection. I was, uh, I've always really loved drawing. And so I would draw sneakers and, you know, my friends still have some old drawings from high Here's school or college. The creative side. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I've always like, I've always done it. And funny enough is I've always drawn sneakers. Like I'd be in high school in art class <clears throat> and I have a couple of buddies that were in it with me. But the teacher was like, hey, these are like awesome, but do you want to switch up the, the type of, or the subject matter like at all? <laughs> uh, and I was just like, no, I, I don't. So um, I really, really just like loved it. And um, I remember, gosh, I couldn't even tell you when I actually came across the shoe surgeon stuff for the first time, but I remember seeing it and being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like being like straight up the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I think I just felt like that was a little bit, it was so cool. It was almost like I, it was so far away because it felt just like too niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though really yeah. I fell right into that niche as the type of person who would, you know, lo and behold, get into it uh, down yeah. the road. But I remember seeing it and just being like, whoa, that is so cool. And always kind of having this thought in the back of my mind of, of being like, I'm going to, you know, I want to 
learn how to do that one day, that would be just kind of like one of those bucket list sort of items. So I just kind of went, you know, along with my life, I suppose, and was like, hmm, okay. And just, uh, you know, kept on trucking, I guess. And then I was working for a liquor distributor here in Vegas and I was managing like 27 hotels on the strip for some of our core um, suppliers like Jack Daniels and Bacardi. Wow. And um, it's funny too, cause I didn't even drink for a, a large majority of my time with that company. So it always felt a little like strange that I was in it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that. It was a really great job though. And, I, and the company treated me really well. And um, when COVID happened because I was on the strip side, cause there's grocery store side, you know, mm-hmm. uh, And then you have like the hotels and you have the mom and pop kind of local bars and stuff. So when the hotel shut down, my job was just like, you know, done. So I ended up getting furloughed and then laid off during COVID and just like kind of like had my first break, I guess, Um, just like from everything. I I guess I'm not alone there, but just kind of having my first break and then um, being bored at home. And then I had, you know, some Air Maxes or some Chucks or something in the closet and I started painting on them and stuff. Mind you, I had, I had probably messed around with customizing my sneakers probably five to 10 times just growing up as a kid and having old shoes and just kind of like trying to do stuff with it. Even I was, big, big, big into Nike talk back in the day too. Like, so all throughout really? high school and college, Real I was OG. in, dude, I was in Nike talk. And so, um, Diab0531 was my, uh, was my username. If anybody out there remembers <laughs> me, but, um, Let's dude, go. I even sold drawings and stuff on Nike talk when I was a kid, when I was like going through high school and college. Oh, that's so and, um, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh, I just deep really cuts. loved it. And I would do super deep cuts and, um, <laughs> and I was doing photography. Like I was taking like, photos i had like a light box and posting those on nike talk i I've, I've even tried to go back to find the things but all the photos are gone it's just like a ghost town basically mm-hmm. unfortunately because i think that would send me down a, a nice little nostalgia trip but <clears throat> um but i've just always been super big into it fast forward i lose my job start customizing sneakers and then i was kind of saving up for the shoe surgeon to be totally honest i was like you know it was fairly expensive. And then I had to travel and then stay somewhere in LA. And then I definitely wanted to continue the craft. So I would have had to buy the machine and all the things to do it here. So it was so just let a- me cut you off. Um, for those that don't know, um, can you explain what the the class is and kind of tell us a little bit about yeah, that? For sure. So that's a, uh, he offers a class that is an in-person class and uh, you sign up for it and it's like five days and you learn to make a sneaker from scratch the way that we do it. And um, they do a little bit like a fast version because you have to, you know, get everybody through mm-hmm. it, but it's, it's pretty close. And so um, it's really fun. And um, that's kind of what I was like, you know, looking forward to doing. I was saving up, trying to do it because I didn't also want to spend all of my money on this class, you know? So... I remember once I started customizing and everything, I was following more customizers and then I ended up following somebody named Minute Maid Poppy. Do either of you know who he is? Yes. Charlie. So Minute Maid Poppy, uh, he, I think, learned under JBF, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he ended up posting something online and was like, hey, I'm doing some classes. And it was uh, virtual. So I didn't have to travel and it was less than what the shoe surgeons was. So I was like, Hey, I don't have anything but time right now. Like, let me, let me do it. And so that's what I did. And I bought all the equipment and he kind of walked me through it. And 
um, taught me pattern making, which I think was the, the most valuable, like pattern making has just been huge for me. And, um, and just how to make a sneaker. And I made my first pair in the fall of 2020. And I think wow. I've made like, I don't know, man, <laughs> 70 pairs, maybe. Wow. That's yeah, uh, that's a number. So you, cause I know in the custom world, you can either get patterns from other people that have made them. I know, um, original 1985 Jordan one high patterns are kind of a thing. Like who's got the best one and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So you learned how to make a pattern from scratch. You didn't start from a pre-existing pattern. Correct. And that's okay. not to say that I don't ever, cause I definitely do. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it really just depends. Um, yep. but it's, um, it's something that I think when I first, it, it happened kind of perfectly. I learned the pattern making and then I guess I can just jump right into it. Cause it really does kind of segue into the beginning of, of really the whole story. So yeah. I had made my first four pairs, I think, or three pairs. And, um, I had made my own patterns. I made like a Jordan one high, a Jordan one low, which is my personal favorite shoe, like of all time. Mm. And then another Jordan one low. And I made those patterns each time. And then, um, somebody from Dana White's camp ended up reaching out to me and they were like, Hey, um, you know, Dana's launching Howler Head Whiskey. We would love to commemorate that with uh, a custom pair of sneakers. And we heard your name around town. And mind you, like, I may have not even made that third pair yet. This was like February of 2021. So Dude, I think I finished what? my pair in September. And in February of 2021, they were like, yeah. And, and I was just kind of getting into it. And so um, when they hit me up, I was, they were talking just normal customs or, or cosmetic customs, uh, I, which I kind of started calling semi-customs. So they were kind of talking semi-customs. And so... Like a, um, like a paint custom, like an Air totally. Force One or something yeah. like that. Absolutely. And okay. so uh, I was like, hey, I can definitely do that for you. Absolutely. But this is like the new thing that I'm doing. And it's fully custom. Anything <laughs> you want, any materials, oh, giving them the whole spiel. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we have to do that. We have to do that. So I was like, perfect. Awesome. So I sell them on this idea. And um I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even believe that this is like going on. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I, would I was geeked. So I was cool. geeked, and so oh, I was just good. like, early on too. It was so early, dude, and it was like one of those things where I was like, holy crap, like this is game time, and that led me to purchase my first pattern because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a professional pattern. The the patterns that I made and I didn't really have a reference point. So I thought the patterns yeah. that I was making were kind of like crap, you know what I mean? To my, to my eye. So I yeah. was like, these are, it's a very, like your first few pairs are always going to be a little rough. And so you mm -hmm. got to just give yourself some grace on those. Um, but like I've been drawing these things my whole entire life and I was super fanatical about not buying fakes. So I know every curve to almost every retro Jordan you can possibly imagine the good history because I was so fanatical. <laughs> I was yeah. so fanatical about it. My friend, my, my best friend, Corey always makes fun of me because he's like, dude, you knew like everything, like the year these things came out, like everything about these things. But it was true. I just like, I really immersed myself into it. Um, anyway, so I bought the patterns because I was like, you know what? I want to like buy a professional pattern and use that because I can't like mess around 
with these pairs for Dana. So I purchased these two patterns. Um, I'm not going to say who they're from just because I didn't end up liking them very much. But I bought <laughs> these two patterns. I bought these two patterns. They were okay. Um, but I made the pairs for Dana. And mind you, I was like pushing it too. I was like, I had made like two or three pairs before then because I was trying to, they gave me a long time, which I was super happy about. They were like, we don't need them for like months. So I was like, okay, trying to make some pairs and figure some things out. I'm still, I'm still really sweating my way through like every single pair I'm making. Also, I'm using a machine that is definitely an entry-level machine. Didn't have a speed reducer on it or anything. So, the, and I didn't like sew. I didn't have a sewing background or anything like What's that, a, or a leather working background. I have no idea it, about that. So just like a, a a speed reducer that will kick down your motor's RPMs basically or stitches per minute so you can, you know, instead of the needle going and like really firing quickly, it can slow the, the motor down details and everything. Oh, so you okay. can just control it. So mine did not have that. It was like kind of like the moment <laughs> you started to press on it. It was just we so, go. <laughs> so bad, scary too. And so I, uh, I, I ended up really just not using the motor at all. So I was hand turning those first, I hand turned every single stitch for the first like nine pairs I made or 10 pairs. Jeez. Every single stitch was hand cranked because it was the only way that I knew that I could get a straight line and not have any mess ups or blunders on my stitching. Um, yeah. And something I told myself in the very beginning was I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care if it takes me a month to make a pair of sneakers. I need to make them as well as I possibly can. And then I'm going to, um, chop that time down that was just the philosophy i took not necessarily saying that was the right way to look at it but um but so i just really took my time and wanted to to try to get things as good as possible and then you know learn as i went i, I suppose um but yeah i ended up getting them i i uh, getting the shoes done now that i look back at them they definitely weren't my weren't my best pair but um, I think perfect for the occasion. He loved them and he ended up using them as a display piece. So they didn't, they never went to foot, which is probably good uh, now that I can say that. But, um, but my, uh, that was also one of my favorite things about that project was being able to incorporate my friends who customize furniture out here. And there's some friends that I've had for a really, really long time, Michael and Jasty. And so they started customizing furniture and like they buy Ikea furniture and stuff. Um, Flossy mm -hmm. Customs LV is what they go by, but they started customizing some furniture and doing some really cool stuff. And I had done like, Michael's one of my best friends. We, we go back since I think I met him when I was like 17. And uh, we've recorded music together and done all these things. And he was always kind of a creative partner for me. And he's a wonderful musician. So I would film his uh, music videos for him and stuff when we were in college. Um, so it was just one of those things. I was super, super stoked to be able to kind of tap them on the shoulder for the project. And they made a cool display box, like a fully custom wooden display box. That was awesome. And it just made everything so much better. So that was probably That's the best cool. part of that project. It was cool to like being able to work with them. And I work with them all the time now. Um, so shout out Flossy Customs. But, um, but yeah, so that was crazy, um, getting the project to him. And then he ended up posting them online, which got, I think like last time I checked it or it was, which was like right after it happened, it was like two and a half million views or something like that on his reel. It, yes. it just got crazy because it, it was a, such a cool video and, um, shout out Dana. He was so nice. Um, I know he didn't have to do that and, and he really, you know, shouted me out in a big way, um, and got the whole thing kind of 
like rolling for me. That was, that was really the first time where I legitimately was like, you know, can this thing be like a career? Can I, or yeah. can I, can I kind of crank this up or how far can I take it? Cause like I said, it always kind of felt like a pipe dream for a long time. Um, a like dirt. I wasn't really ever going to do it. <laughs> and so that, yeah, that happened and it was just, but, it, but it was also like the imposter syndrome set in super hard because, you know, like my name just got exposed and I was still so critical of the art and, um, and really not ready for like <laughs> all these people to be looking at it. Cause I just like felt so insecure about it. Now looking back, I, I again, I wish I could have given myself some grace, but it all happened just so quick that I was like, Oh, I have to be the, I have to be the best. I have to be like the best I can. And I just put a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on myself. And, um, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not, but I think it, it really helped me focus on the craft and kind of like pushed me like super forward. Um, I couldn't really make the money that I needed to in, in the beginning. So I was, so I ended up getting a, a job working for a staffing firm, um, that was remote. So I could try to work on both, which didn't, didn't really work out cause it was a super demanding job. But, um, but then, yeah, I ended up going full-time February of last year. So that so a year and a half ago now. Thank you. Congrats. And he never looked back. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Yeah. I've never looked back. It's been like the greatest change I, I i can't even like describe it feels like a dream oh that's awesome so goals um <laughs> so i mean dana white like at that time it was he was starting to work with the nelk boys and mm -hmm. kind of his name was that's kind of where i became really familiar with him was covid which is funny because that's when i got into mm -hmm. content seth got into content like everyone's creative side came out during COVID because we all mm -hmm. had this time and stuff. So, um, but that's where I was kind of became familiar with Dana was he started getting the internet side of the business better, which I thought was pretty good. I'm a big fan of him. He's, he's a mm -hmm. huge entrepreneur and he's always looking forward. Um, and so, um, after that project with Dana, what kind of was the next thing? What was the next big one? Cause did you just start making yourself personal pairs and selling them? Or were you just posting about them or did you have another one? Cause you said right after you got that big name shout out, like that's, that's a big one to kind of yeah. get off the ground right away. What was kind of next? Well, dude, the first thing I did was like, cause you'd be like, I was surprised. I was getting a lot of like attention, but people were having a hard time. And I'm not surprised really, cause it's, it is confusing, but people are having a hard time differentiating between what I was doing versus like a semi-custom, like I had brought up earlier. And it's, it's a hard to, distinction for a lot of people to make, yeah. especially people that aren't necessarily in this type of a, a world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I noticed a lot of that and then people don't realize the price tag that comes along with that because of the fact that they're made from scratch. And mm -hmm. so I think it was a lot of just like that, but I also got a few sales and I, I remember posting on my story and just saying, Hey, I'm opening up four spots or something like that. And my goal, well, okay, let me, let me backtrack just a hair. I apologize. The You're really, the, the, the next thing that happened right after Dana posted was them hitting me up again. Like, I think two days after he had gotten the package, <laughs> which I was like, dude, hell yeah. So <laughs> speaking of the Nelk boys, so he, um, so they were, it wasn't Dana this time, but he, uh, someone from his camp was just like, yeah, he wants to, he loved the package and he wants to buy a pair each for Steve and Kyle of the Nelk boys. Um, they were like, 
but they want them for the Connor fight, which was like, I think 12 days from when I was having this conversation, <laughs> dude, I was like, and multiple pairs too. That's, and it, uh, that's yes. And it takes me just for context. It takes me like 20 hours to make a sneaker. Makes now. sense. Yeah. So yeah, no, it took so me anyway. way longer back then. <sighs> and I was hand turning the machine. So it was like you add another six hours of sewing probably. When you say a hundred hour work week. <laughs> dude, it was insane. And I was working at the at the staffing agency. Yeah. So they were like, Can you get it done? And I'm like, a hundred percent I can get it done. I was just like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. So then um <laughs> I just like kind of just it kind of sucked because I didn't have an accumulation of things either. I didn't have a lot of leather and they wanted like this red, white, and blue color scheme with silver and I didn't have any of it. So I was just like, ah, oh. so then I had to, um, you know, overnight stuff, which still took a couple of days, you know, cause they have to process it and try to get it out. My friends over at district letter supply, uh, took good care of me though. So I want to thank them. They took good care Atlanta, of me during right? that time they up there in Atlanta. Um, and so, yeah, they got me what I needed. That, that's deep cuts, dude. Um, I've been but, following uh, them for years. Love have you? Stuff. Yeah. Bill's yeah. awesome. The whole team is awesome. Shout out district letter supply. Um, I use a lot of their stuff, but, um, so aside from, from them getting my stuff quickly, I had to wait for like, it was, it was hard. So I was just kind of playing this waiting game for a, a few days and then everything came in and I just like was still having to work. It sucked too, because I said 12 days, but there was only one weekend that was in between. So it wasn't, it was all work week. I had no time. I had just started this job. I had no time accumulated or anything like that time off. Um, so I'm working. Why would it be easy? Why would it be easy? Right. <laughs> a and good I'll, position, I'll but it's a too. tough one. I will touch on that oh, as well. Man. So, um, so it was brutal, dude. I was working, not kidding. Um, cause we, we worked in this thing called a rotation. And so when you were in this certain rotation, you just, it was a grind. So I was in this rotation, of course, nothing, nothing can be easy. It was like Murphy's law. <laughs> so, uh, I was working like seven to seven, like 7am to 7pm. And then, you know, my, my wonderful wife would make dinner. We would, I'd eat and then I'd just get right to work. And for the first like week or like six days, I would just, you know, like go to bed at, you know, midnight or one or two or something. And I'd wake up and just do it all over or whatever. But then when I got to the last couple of days, this, it was just taking me a long time. I was really checking my work and making sure that they were going to be like mm -hmm. perfect. Cause I was like, who knows after like Dana yeah, shouted me out job on it. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even know that that was a possibility, you know, I guess moving or going into it and then yeah. seeing him post all that. And being, I, I was like, okay, I really got to make sure these things are like, so it just really took me a long time. And so the last couple of days I was pulling all nighters. And so <laughs> I, uh, I had to drop them off Friday morning, uh, the Friday before the Connor fight, uh, in July of 2021. Um, so this was like, I mean, Wednesday and Thursday night, I pulled all nighters. Uh, and I think, I think I got 30 minutes of sleep on Thursday. Um, but it was, it was, it was crazy. And then I ended up, uh, getting them, kind like almost finished to the point where I was going to be lasting them, which is like the, almost the last step. Mm. And I have a very large golden doodle. Um, he jumped up and grabbed one of the uppers that I had made and ripped the tongue apart. And I was just like, dude, it was like, and it was like three days before I had to give him. 
and I, and I, and, oh, and I bought wow. limited material. It was like one of those things where like, it was just the worst timing. Where is he? Oh yeah. He's right over there. Lounging <laughs> on the couch, of course. Of course and, right. um, and I just was like, I ended up just like kind of crying a little bit and I was like, all right, I got to just get back into this. So I got back into it, fixed it, got everything to look good, got them lasted, got the soles on. Like I said, pulled those all nighters, not kidding, like shot them at like seven 30 in the morning before having to drop them off at the UFC apex at nine. And just like, it was just a, a, like a mad dash to the sprint. And then, I tapped Flossy Customs again. They made these really cool, like cooler style, like ice box style um, shoe boxes, which were really neat. And um, we ended up dropping them off and like just feeling so, just like so good. You know what I mean? Getting the project done in time. It just like, uh, it was like the biggest relief. And it was funny because the Connor fight was the next day. He was planning on giving them to Steve and Kyle on Saturday. And so. I told like my mom and so my mom like told my grandparents and like the word kind of just like starts to get around a little bit. And my grandparents are like, Oh, we want to order the, you know, we want to order the fights and see. And I'm like, Oh, well, like you don't really have to do that. Like <laughs> there's like th these, like these are going to kids that might wear them to the fights. Like I'm definitely not thinking you should buy, they're not buy an $80 parade. Yeah. yeah, yeah Pay-per-view. So they're like, okay, no worries. No worries. And uh, I had no idea so uh, what was really going to happen. So I, I watch actually all the fights. I'm a huge UFC fan, which made it even better when Dana approached me. Um, but I'm a huge UFC fan. I watch every single fight. And I have a core group of friends that we watch those fights with. And so um, we were over at, at my buddy's house, and we would watch all of our fights there. And um, Bam Bam Tuivasa is going up, and he uh, – he ends up knocking this dude out and jumping up on the cage and Steve from the Nelk boys threw his shoe up there and he cracked a happy dad into it and shoeyed it um, right on top of the thing. And this is on a Connor fight. And it was like the, like the third fight or something from the, or the, you know, the one before the co-main and like the way it was perfect because the way that it's, it was like a, playing live, it really made, like, I didn't see it. So yeah. Oh, really? Not not at first. Like I really did. Like when they cut to it, but when he was first doing it, because they were showing the knockout, and while they're showing him, because he just knocked this dude out, and then while he while he's celebrating, he jumps up on the cage, and they get they had this planned, which I didn't know, and threw threw it up there, and then so when when they cut back to him, when they were finally like, whoa, they cut back to him, he was like this, but all it was was like a blue Jordan One sole, which. I obviously knew, so on each pair, they had a blue sole and a red sole. The left and rights were, were switched or were, uh, mm -hmm. you know, all the blues and reds were switched left to right. So I knew one, you know, there was a blue sole on there, but you know what I mean? It was just kind of one of those things. And then they cut to this slow-mo, like, just like ultra slow-mo side shot of him holding it and like the, the happy dad flowing out. It was unbelievable. It was just like, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like mouth open. Can't believe that my gives eyes. me chills, dude, dude. Oh, I'm, so I'm, cool. I'm not kidding. I like look over my best friend looks over at me and like all of my friends are like, is that your shoe? And, and what's so funny is <laughs> I had just posted the low tops or I'm sorry, I just posted the high tops. I hadn't even posted the lows because uh, Kyle's were high, Steve's were lows. Mm -hmm. 
So I posted the highs and I hadn't even posted the lows yet. So I didn't even really post the shoe. People had just seen, they knew that, they knew that Steve got a pair. They knew that Steve's were low. They saw that they matched the highs that they had already seen like the morning of, or maybe I posted them that Friday, who knows. But it was just like, I, in my phone just blew up. Like I, 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 <laughs> I literally had to like call my wife right away. Cause this is funny too, because my wife and I are kind of attached at the hip. And sorry, it's like counting me down on my screen. I'm so sorry about that. I was trying to silence that. Um, my wife and I are basically attached at the, at the hip. And this is the one night that she went over to another friend's house because she had just gotten off of work. Um, and so she like just went over there to see them quickly and we weren't together. And so she called me and I should have brought this up earlier, but when my dog chewed up the, the, the tongue, like mm-hmm. that night I had pulled, uh, when I was lasting, I had hit myself like under the eye and busted my eye open and all of this stuff was going on. And I was just really, really down. And uh, my wife was just like, don't worry, it's all going to be worth it. Like all this just means it's going to be worth it in the end. It just means like it's going to be worth it. And I was like, you're right, you're right. And so she called me and she's like, I told you, I told you, I told you. And so like, we were just like losing our minds like losing our minds about yeah. this moment. I called my, or I think I texted my mom like a video of it. And she was like, oh my God, is that good or bad? Cause she was like, he just like drank beer out of it. And I was like, mom, this Sounds is like right. the best. Yeah. I was like, this is the best thing that could have happened. You, like, like you can't make a better press for custom shoes. Like I literally just, don't think so. Like, There's no way. I mean, it's like, it was just such a viral moment. It was like, unbelievable you know what i mean it was and it still kind of is like unbelievable that that happened i i i think about the odds of it all like bam bam could have lost like all of these things had to like all these stars had to align for this to happen and it was just insane like you have a photo of that moment oh yeah dude i don't have it framed i I have to get it framed but you have to i know I, i that's that's definitely the plan we're just um we're we're trying to select like photos that we have that we want to display and we want to have them all be the the same same size. And so, but we've been, I mean, truth be told, we've been talking about it for months, but we need to really get on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that is like a hundred percent the goal. I, uh, I have a trading card, even a UFC trading card of, of the moment. Um, It's a Bam Bam card and that's the photo they used. I have, Yeah, my buddy Mark so got me that. Cool, so Mark, dude. if you're listening, thank you. Dude, he just was like, hey, I have something for you. Can you like meet meet me up? And it's so funny. He's, dude, it's like so crazy, just all everything. But um, I worked yeah. at, a, at a retail store here in Las Vegas when I was 18. And he was the DJ in that store. And so I was always wearing my shit when I was in there. So I was like, definitely going to wear my sneakers every single day. So he complimented me on my sneakers and we kind of just became friendly that way. Fast forward like five, five years, probably four or five years. I started doing Taekwondo um, and with an ex of mine and he saw a video and was like, dude, I want to like enroll my kids. This looks awesome. He saw a video of me sparring and was like, I want to do this. It looks, it looks like my kids would really enjoy it. And so um, he signed them up. They went to the same school as, as me. So it was nice to kind of have them as like friends. Now his kids, I think are both black belts. I know at least one of them is, but um, yeah, he, he ended up buying that card for me and I was like, let me pay you for it. And and he was just like, dude, like 
my kids got into Taekwondo because of like your video. Like, we just like, we love to see what you're doing. It's just such a nice guy. I, his whole family is amazing. Oh, that's and cool. um, yeah, I have like, I have that. I have my wife bought me a shirt off of Bam Bam's website that had the, the moment on it. I have a shirt from, I think it's called Goat Crew. That has it's like a Bam Bam Tuivasa shirt where he's doing the shoey on it, so it's uh it's really interesting. Bam Bam fan now, <laughs> dude. Oh yeah, like hardcore. And I was a huge Bam Bam fan even leading up to that. I just think he has such a fun personality. He doesn't take himself like too seriously, uh, and he's a badass. You know what I mean? He's he's a straight up just like scrapper, and I love that. So um, huge fan of Bam Bam even leading up to it. So that made it even better uh seeing seeing everything play out the way it did and he was super cool he like posted it on his story and like you know really helped me out it the only thing that really would have made it better is if i would have gotten credited a little bit more with it because that really didn't happen i was i was kind of surprised to be honest with you because mm. i feel like that shoe if you if you follow sneakers you know it's a custom shoe just because of the the colorway and the materials like Nothing even close to that's really ever come out. Yep. And so like some big sneaker blogs would post it, not even mentioning that they're custom, just like Bam Bam does shoey. I remember in, seeing all those. Yeah. Yeah. Bam Bam does shoey in Jordan one. And I was like, there's so much more to that, that I wish yeah. would have been told, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I think at that point I should quick news get it out not thinking too much about it exactly but it would have really made a world's difference to have that like right off the bat and because i get the comment i get more than anything was like oh my god the shoey was you like the shoey was you i get it all the time and that's why i still have it pinned on my page two years later because people just think it's one of those really yeah. you know interesting kind of factoids i suppose big highlight yeah yeah what a hell of a story that's crazy. it's great <laughs> Yeah, that's I love the story it. I really wanted to hear about the whole backstory of it. The, the dog chewing up the tongue, the knocking your eye out. I mean, that's like, wow. I mean, it was crazy. Start. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, but my wife was so right. After was that happened. Hope. So after that happened, were you like, all right, we're, we're going to go all in on this shoe thing. Was that yeah. like the moment where it was like, all right, this is, this is it. A hundred percent. I was like, dude, I, I have to. And I just kind of like, like set, like put my blinders on. It was just like, this is the, that's the goal is just to go full time with this shoe thing. And, um, so right after the shoey happened, I upgraded my machine. I took in orders because at that point I was just like, cause I was kind of holding off. There was a few days in between, um, you know, Dana posting that like, you know, I kind of had some time to like respond to people and stuff. And I really kind of was like 50, 50 on it. And then after the shoey thing happened, I was like, I have to take in some work. Like I have to, that's the next to, one. Yeah, and I have to like, fund right. this like machine that I want to get, because if I want to do this for money, I cannot hand crank this machine. Like there's no way. So I ended up upgrading the machine, opening up like some slots, upgrading the machine with the money, getting the, and, and just being able to get the work done. And it was funny because at that point I kind of had to learn how to sew. Because even up to that point, I was hand turning and it wasn't really the same thing. So yeah. I hadn't even sewn really up until, up until that point. It was like learning all over again and kind of having to find my sea legs. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, that was 2021, right? Summer of 2021. And then I was just kind of working, 
the job and uh, doing the sneaker thing on the side and just really grinding and um, kind of got to a point like near New Year's, early January, where I was really run down with everything, um, like just super run down and really having a hard time with my job. Um, it was just taking a lot out of me and, and it was and it was kind of hindering me creatively um, and just kind of keeping me in a, in a low space, I think. Um, mm-hmm. just because of the, I, it was just too demanding. It wasn't because the company was bad. It wasn't because the people were balance. bad. It was just too, and I was pursuing like a passion on the side and still trying to be a good partner to my wife and all these things. Right. So, um, I was just getting really run down and then, um, we ended up finding out that my wife was pregnant in, that was January. Uh, or we found out January, but we, we ended up like going to the doctor and having our first ultrasound in February um, or late January. It was it was right around the end of January. Um, and as we were leaving the ultrasound, I was just like, dude, I have to quit my job. Like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't uh, bring, I can't be in a position to bring a kid in when I'm this stressed out. I can't do it. Yeah. And I can't work this much. Like, I have to have my life because I was the kid, like, I mean, shout out to both my parents, but I was the kid getting picked up from safe key at like 6 PM. Like all the workers are like, dude, where are your parents at? And like, they're working, mm-hmm. dude. You know what I mean? They were just working. So it was just one of those things where I, I couldn't do that. And so um, she was like, okay, like, we're literally walking out of the hospital. And she was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I guess, you know, we can just talk about it for sure. I was like, no, we're, this is it. We're talking about it right now. Like I need to get this out of the way. You've been thinking about it. You're like, this is, Oh dude. And so she was like, "Uh, I mean, okay. Like, yeah. Like if, like, if not now, when, you know what I mean? Um, We ended up losing that pregnancy, unfortunately, but it still Mm -hmm. allowed me to, I mean, being able to break away from work, it was, it was crazy, man, because obviously we didn't know that that was going to happen. I mm-hmm. being able to like just be there with her and like us be together was such a huge thing. It like not having to check in with my job. It was like, I mean, I I could not go through that experience having to work a, like a job like I was doing. Like there would there would have been no so, way. And so yeah. that was the biggest thing. I mean, I didn't work. I didn't like you know. It was it was really difficult to go through, um, but it was just kind of like, at least we were able to like really go through it. Let, let the, the feelings all happen. And then, okay, now we're back on it and we're, and we're getting back. So I didn't stuff anything down. We talked a lot. We got a lot closer, just her and I as a couple. And um, like I said, we're attached to the hip. You know what I mean? She's, she's my, she's my, my ride or die. So um, balance. Yeah. And she gives me that. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do it without her, man, but she was super supportive. And, um, that was when that whole journey started. And then I've kind of just been going, like I said, I really didn't work for a few months. Um, so I really just been going hard for maybe like the last 12 months was when I was finally like back into it and and just, yeah. And just really just grinding the workout, um, and just trying to, you know, keep it fresh and keep it new and, you know, do stuff that feeds my, you know, my, my soul as well. So it's, it's been interesting finding the balance. So let me ask you on that about keeping it fresh. Um, Seth and I were talking a little bit about this. There's so many different shoes out there. There's shoes coming out every week, customs, mm-hmm. 
semi-customs, whatever you want to call them. How do you come up with a new concept for a shoe with it being fresh without copying somebody else, without ripping off a different colorway? Is there kind of a, maybe even doing that intentionally, but changing materials? Is there Mm -hmm. kind of like the creative process day to day where it's like, all right, my next shoe is going to be this. Let's say it's for, let's say it's not for a customer that's, has something specific in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, maybe it's a shoe you're just going to sell or a personal or whatever the case is. Do you have like an, a, cause you have a creative past with the drawing and the art and, um, everything that that comes with is there. Um, I think you get what I'm getting at. Like yeah. where, where do you come up with something original? Like for sure. Where does that stem from? Is it an inspiration thing or I think it com- it comes in like waves because, like you said, I feel like as as sneakerheads, sneaker collectors, there are so many places to pull inspo from. It's insane. Like it's insane. I could come up with a hundred original concepts right now. Just you like what you kind of touched on, like going colorways or going material switches or going different things mm-hmm. or making a shoe that's only done in a high, the Jordan one Palomino, for example, and making that into a low, you know what I mean? That's kind of the easy sort of layup stuff that you can do because, because of the fact that they're always giving you stuff to work with. There's always new shit coming out. True. I've never thought about that. And you can go across brands, you can do whatever you want. So that's it. There's, that's not really like the, the hard part that's almost the easy part. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily just coming up with something that no one's seen before, because there's so much that can be done that most of it won't be done. Mm. And that's why I think copying work is so egregious because <laughs> it's like, there's so much opportunity. Um, yeah. But yeah, makes sense. But Seth also I agree on the content on the deal. content side where it's video concepts or we, we talk about it all the time and, yeah. um, just everyone's doing the same thing and it's like you're just constantly trying to innovate and be different than everyone yeah. else and um, i mean dude i'm getting to the like, we can see the the creative side anywhere like we can come up with something new but then it'll get ripped and then it's like just keep doing it but yeah it's like how many times do i feel like getting ripped off um <laughs> but yeah but but i think so for example Let's say I don't necessarily have a concept that I'm working on because, dude, I buy so much leather and material and stuff too. And I'm like, I'm going to use that. And I never do. And so sometimes if, I, if I'm if i on a project and I, and I need a break from it, because um, sometimes I can get a little scatterbrained, uh, I'll have to start something new. So I'll run upstairs and I'll just kind of see what I have on hand that is cool, that I would want to use. And then it's really easy to kind of put materials together and see how well they're going to work together Mm -hmm. and look. Um, And then once I find, once I feel like I've found a good balance of whatever I'm looking for, I will draw something up on my iPad. And then that's when I'm trying to color block and figure out where, you know, certain materials are going to go. And then trying to balance the whole shoe texturally and trying to balance the whole shoe from a color standpoint. You don't want it to be too heavy in certain areas, light in others, um, in both texture and um, color. So that's a big thing with me is really just kind of trying to find something that feels cohesive. And that's why the iPad is so nice because you can just try a few different things out. really gives me – I don't know if it's just me because I know a lot of people do have – a harder time kind of visualizing. I don't know if it's just me because I've been like, you know, doing this since 
I was so young, but I really mm -hmm. can like think about what the shoe is going to look like and visualize it in my head. I can yeah, see cool. exactly what it's going to look like. I don't even really need to draw it out. That's mostly for clients or for other, other folks. But, um, but yeah, I kind of just find stuff that's on hand that'll work together and that I think will be a cool pair. You know, it, it, it sometimes, you know, when I was doing those, those videos with Rejuvenator, uh, Vic wore these, yep. these Mac attack looking sneakers. And I was like, damn, dude, this was back in March or April. And I was like, damn, dude, the Mac attacks. Like, I love that shoe. They hadn't even come out yet. And I was sitting on a pattern from hand speaking of hand. Yeah. So yeah, nope. I would, they, they had sent me a pattern like a year before that or something. And I just hadn't gotten around to making a bear. And he was wearing, them. I was like, dude, those are so cool. I'm going to make a pair when I get home. And so I just went home and went upstairs and kind of found some stuff i had this i actually put a couple of pair or i put some things on the side here just in case you asked um I but i actually it. have that shoe so that's this one here i knew those oh, ones that, that you so were talking good. about what? see i didn't i didn't know that those were made from scratch i thought they were uh semi-custom oh yeah see that's and that's the biggest compliment so yeah these were made completely like from scratch um, that's crazy yeah everything wow that's pretty cool and the only thing i'm doing is just pulling the dunk the soles off of a pair of dunks you know what i mean and then everything else is done this is actually from district leather supply this yeah. uh this red stuff i was, recognize that anywhere <laughs> yeah they curated it with uh with the tannery in italy so they they just do such a great job i was i was happy to get my hands on some of that stuff but it's it was like kind of spur of the moment i was like it, i was in arizona thinking about it and i was like damn dude like that that metallic red would be sick because i knew i wasn't going to do a one with it so i was like that metallic red that i had would be super sick on a on it on a mac attack so i just Paired it with, you know, some creams and some white mesh and kind of wanted a neutral, super, super, like, I wanted it to look like it was coming from the 80s, you know, like you dug it out of your attic. And that was sort of the, <laughs> the, uh, the concept behind that. So it's really from anywhere. And, and a lot of the times clients will have a concept. Like most of the people have been thinking about this thing for a long time. That's what I find a for lot sure. is like, they're like, hey, I've like I've had and this vision. And, in it and get exactly. And then that's what's so nice about having that artistic element too, because I can really provide very in-depth um, designs or, or at least more than mm -hmm. I think people expect to receive. They're like, oh, okay, I can actually like, you know, it's walking me through the details. I can see kind of what the whole shoe is gonna look like. I do sort of like a cartoonish kind of watercolory look but on mine, but it's mm -hmm. still enough to really sell the kind of the idea, idea for yep. sure. And people like it. And I do a little print out of it, like a retro card kind of, and I throw it in the box for folks when they, oh, when they open oh, up the, cool. the, the box. Yeah, so it's always kind of a nice little thing that they appreciate. So one more question and then let's get to our uh, little announcement here. You've had some pretty cool collabs in the past. Thank Can you. you give us like not one, but let's go with two dream collaborations that you really want to have happen in the next whatever time span. Like is, I'm sure you got a couple of people. So I think, Oh, like who I would rather make a shoe for. Like or collabs like with a, a company or a, a brand, like like the whiskey company or Full Send or oh, okay. you're making a pair for Dana or it could be a company. Mm. Let's do let's do a collab company and then somebody you really want to make a pair with or for. 
Oh yeah, for sure. So I, company wise, it's going to sound cliche, dude, but it would be Nike all day. I would do, I, that would be, that's a huge bucket list item of mine. I used to tell people when I was a kid that I would be a shoe designer for Nike. Like my that's family so cool. members still remember it. I have, I have family members that are like, I remember when you used to say that. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> and I'm like halfway there, you know what I mean? So I would love yeah. to work for the swoosh in some capacity, at least in an, in an artistic capacity for sure. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like even working on like PEs would be so, that would be like so cool for me to be able to work That'd on the models really that cool. I know and love and be able to just like, you know, really take these concepts and make them, you know, real. It would just, that would really be like pinnacle of success for me would be, would be landing a job like that. Um, yeah. I think the person, could be two or three or however many you have on mind if you're trying to narrow it down to one. I think it's hard for me not to say Michael Jordan. It's, it's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause that so would that just be kind of link that in with Nike. In right. A That's a good point. But I think if it's just someone who's not like Nike adjacent, it would probably be, it would probably be a little Wayne. That's a good one. Dude, That's he a good is, answer. he's, he's my, he's my goat. And when I was in high school, dude, he was, that was his reign. I mean, I graduated Oh nine, like he was unstoppable. That's peak Wayne. And when know. dude peak Wayne. And when I was like, I'll even, I throw on old mixtapes all the time when I'm working and just listening <laughs> to stuff. Uh, he has a new, like couple projects dropping, which I'm super excited about too, but yeah. he's just my goat, man. And I, I would love nothing more than to, than to lace him up in a crazy pair. That's, that's a good answer. I think, uh, yeah, that's it, Seth. What, if you had to pick like a dream, if you were in Jordan's position, like, Oh my God, would it be? Cause Wayne, I mean, that's like, I wasn't even thinking Wayne, but that, yeah, I, I, mean, I graduated <laughs> right? in I graduated in 12. So it was the same like, oh, yeah, he was it. I was younger, but it was like, oh, this music. Well, dude, that's also <sighs> when like, sorry for the wait came out. And that exactly. was really when like, he was, like you said, just like, on a tear. It. Everything he dropped yeah. was just it. Dude, <laughs> I would have to think about it for a while. I, I I couldn't even. There's begin. too many big names. I know. So many. I don't know, man. Well, so uh, hard. Let's uh, let's segue to this last part, Jordan. I want to give you the floor on our little project we got coming up. So you may or may not know, but I've done a few wear tests in the past. Uh, I've done the first wear test I ever did was a pair of custom Jordan One highs from HVND Studios. Uh, they did not last super long. They ended up holding up, but the glue was not great. Um, and so I branched out. I did Am Am and Year Fours. I did Jordan Three White Cement Reimagines. I did the Jordan Four SB recently with Rejuvenator. Um, and I've been trying to figure out the next wear test to do. There's the Union Jordan ones came out. Um, there's been a whole bunch of different stuff, and that's when I approached you and I was like, "Hey, you want to do something?" So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about what we have in store here? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... First of all, thank you again for approaching me on that. I, I I'm still uh, super oh, excited. Yeah. So um, no, I think you're excited too because we talked a little bit about it, and you're like, 
I'm just so excited to like do it. And I'm like, that's how I feel. Like I'm yeah. like so hyped. I've been telling Seth about it. I'm like, this is like, I'm super excited. Like, dude, I have them just off camera too. I'm not going to show you, but um, I'm going to make you sweat it out. But I haven't seen anything yet, Seth, by the way. So, oh my God. It's going to be a genuine it's first reaction when I get them in hand. 